you just have to decide to try as many things as you can until you find that one thing that you know excites you and makes you want to get out of bed ever felt like you're just winging your way through life hoping you'll find the answers to life's important issues along the way hey i'm gabby mendez and this is my podcast talk 20s On this podcast, I'll be chatting to my friends and fellow 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s. So if you're ready, let's go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Talk 20s podcast. Today we're recording with Elle Linton. Elle is a 30-something fitness professional, entrepreneur and master's student. Her blog, Keeping It Simple, is a little corner of the internet where you can gain professional insight into health and fitness. And she's here to talk to us all about keeping fit in your 20s and finding what it is that really makes you want to exercise and want to look after yourself because we have this thing when we we are in school and we have to do PE. And it's a well-known fact, many girls in my year, we all used to skip PE and boys to be fair because we used to think, oh, I'm being forced to run a 12 minute, you know, run or I'm being forced to do circuit training. And it just felt, I feel like because it was in school, it just felt like it was so much harder and it really kind of doesn't always set the best tone. And then when you become to be an adult, you're like, oh, actually... I actually might like exercise, you know, and it makes me feel really good. I know it definitely makes me feel good, but it's taken me a little while to find out what it really is that gets me excited and I actually really enjoy doing because otherwise it can feel like a chore sometimes going to the gym. Um, And so we're here to chat with Elle. Elle, tell us a little bit more about you, your background and why you, why exercising is so important to you and why you've actually made a career out of it. Thank you so much for the introduction. I am Elle, I live in Essex or Greater London, and I've been in the fitness industry for more years than I'd care to share right now. <laughs> it's good to know that things haven't changed. When I was at school, I absolutely despised PE. It was partly because of the lack of fit variety as well as the lack of support from PE teachers, which I'm sure wasn't completely their fault, but it just didn't feel like something that I wanted to take part in. There were just a couple of activities that I loved, like gymnastics that would come around once a year. Mm. And then I would I would totally not enjoy things like playing netball outside in the winter in shorts and a skirt. Never understood that, still no. don't. <laughs> the ironic thing is that now netball is probably something that I would give a go because I get the choice rather than feeling like it's forced upon me. So I was very sporty as a kid, as a primary school child. Um, And then when I got to secondary school, I started to suffer from anemia. So that meant that I had low energy levels, lack of motivation. um, And I I tended to skip PE whenever I could, to be honest. Um, That meant that my teachers, rather than try to support me based on my health issues, they just forgot me. So I then took little interest in being active all through high school until I realised that when it was time to choose what I wanted to do for A-levels and therefore university, I really loved science, I really did love sport, not necessarily doing it at that point, Um, and I did love drama and I had to choose, so I was able to put together sport and um, science to create sport science for a degree, (laughs) Um, and I switched schools actually, I switched switched schools for my A-levels, and that made the world of difference. Yeah. I went on to do an A-level in PE, even though I hadn't done it at GCSE, but with the support of the teachers that I had, that 
I was able to do that. So I think that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made to switch schools um, to get the support that I needed. After uni, surprisingly, all the way through uni, like I said, I love science and I love sport, not necessarily doing it. I was probably one of the latest, laziest students in, <laughs> in the cohort. Um, me and my housemate would argue over whether we should walk to uni or whether we should drive. Obviously, I voted for driving. Um, and yeah, the course was very, it, there was not very much practical. So it was all the ologies. And then once I left university, I found an office job still in sport development. Um, and it was actually one of my colleagues there that got me into running. That was the first thing that she got me into. Um, and yeah, that was tough. I started with 5Ks and then gradually increased my distance. And that same colleague who I can now call a friend, um, she got me interested in nutrition. And I think she must have seen something in me that I didn't see. Um, and she encouraged me to train up as a fitness instructor. So it meant that I had to get a couple more bits to my qualifications to um, be able to do that. And yeah, the rest is history. I, I loved teaching. I love teaching more than I love even working out myself. Like I just love connecting with other people through fitness. So would you call yourself a personal trainer or is that not what you'd call yourself, a fitness professional? So the reason I call myself a fitness professional is because I am a qualified personal trainer and I am a qualified group exercise instructor. Um, although I do have one or two personal train- training clients, that's not my favourite method. I feel like anyone at PT has to be super special because you're, you've got that <laughs> one-on-one relationship with them. You're like talking about the deepest things in life. Well, I do anyway, so... I don't have many of those clients and I love teaching in groups so yeah I prefer to just call myself a fitness professional I've got an all-round knowledge having worked in management having worked in operations having been teaching having been personal training so yeah I just stick to fit pro amazing um so you mentioned in your blog that you were really kind of inspired by the london olympics and i know for me as well like i went i literally just went and watched a hockey match but just being in like the olympic park and and seeing it all come to the uk it definitely inspired me to think wow look at the power of what sport can do around the world and as i've got older like i've always followed sport my boyfriend is extremely sport driven he's golf and football liverpool in particular mad um so you know we really we watch loads of sport we engage in it and I just think the London Olympics was really it lit the fire in me to think like wow like because I'm I'm I love performance right so for me the opening ceremony the closing ceremony was like wow it's a massive show like it just (laughs) looks amazing and to think that was happening in our country that was so inspiring for me but what was your experience because you know you were were you in university did you say or were you just just Uh, i was just in my first job then yeah okay yeah i was actually working for um london for in a sport job in london so i had quite a great overview and eye into the olympics which was really nice and it helps that i live not too far away from the olympic park so Every day I was going into work, I could see the changes of building all these amazing venues in that area, considering that that was an area that I never went to as a child because I guess it was seen as undesirable. So the Olympics actually brought that area up and made it somewhere that people wanted to eat, to shop, to live, to socialise. 
and even to this day I'm still like shocked if I'm like oh let's go out for lunch in Stratford because it feels weird to say because that's somewhere that we avoided for so long um so yeah and I think I don't really think I had much interest in like watching sport before that Mm -hmm. like you said there was just this great vibe and this great atmosphere and then all of the behind the scenes work that was going on about creating a legacy which they started even before the games to ensure that everyone in the local areas and everyone in the whole country were inspired to get involved and learn more about sport and find their own thing that they loved was just yeah amazing yeah definitely and for me like it definitely sparks a little bit of like excitement um and made me try and you know incorporate that into my life more and I definitely did like for me I've always been um I've always been active um and you know I've played on the sports teams in schools and stuff like that and I also danced throughout my whole life and I know my boyfriend say dancing's not a sport but it totally is there's a lot of energy involved in that and like so I always really enjoyed that but then when I got to university or kind of all of that stopped and I took a break from it I joined the cheerleading squad in my first year of uni um, again that was mainly the social side of things I wanted to be able to go out on sports night it wasn't necessarily about the sport for me um and and yeah it's, it it kind of took a bit of a dip in my early 20s I would say and then now for me since I've got you know a little bit older I've been trying to go to different gyms I joined a netball club and I've just been trying out loads of different things and now I'm I'm really enjoying working out at home how yeah. important do you think it is to try different sports to find what it is you really really like and enjoy doing because we've got the option right now everyone's got you know time on their hands we're all stuck at home how important is it to give loads of things a go do you think first of all it's funny that you talk about dance and giving it up for uni because I was in exactly the same position I used to go to theatre schools on a weekend doing all my dance lessons going to pineapple studios in London feeling like I was the best dancer in the world (laughs) and then that had to stop when I went to uni and I think dance plays such a valuable part, especially for young women, to give you like that confidence and to give mm. you that understanding of your body and how to move it and just how to feel confident about your body. And that's one thing that you can still pick up as an adult. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, ballet and going through all your levels and exams. It can just be a nice beginners class yeah. or a bar class. For me, I really would love to do that. You know, I did I did ballet from the age of four years old until I was 18. So I did 14 years of ballet. Um, and whether I'd want to go back to a ballet class, I don't know. I think it was kind of working myself through the grades. It was quite a lot of pressure, but I think yeah. it did definitely teach me more than just being active. It, it taught, like you say, it taught me discipline. It taught me all about my body, its strengths and all of that. Um, and so I'm really grateful that my parents, you know, put me through through dance school. And that was part of what I did when I was younger, because it definitely, although I probably don't realise, shaped me into yeah. kind of my lifestyle right now, 100%. In terms of trying new things, I think for those who weren't like inclined or lucky enough to have had those experiences as they were growing up, I think it's so important to just discover and find out what's out there because there is so much you can do and I think you just have to decide to try as many things as you can until you find that one thing that you know excites you and makes you want to get out of bed and put on whatever you need to put on and go and do it and again it could be the social aspect like you said with cheerleading 
that could be the main motivator. Maybe you've moved to a new area and you just want to make some friends and you go and end up joining Park Run. That's such a great place yeah. to like meet people in your community and you can walk, you can run, you can take the whole family. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the information is not necessarily so obvious and out there. And maybe even just talk to some of your friends because maybe everyone doesn't talk about what they're doing because, you know, they're like, oh, my friends don't think that sweating is cool. <laughs> but maybe your friends just need to know that you sweat and they'll be like, oh, maybe I should try that too. So, yeah, don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to, like, experiment. Just, yeah, grab it by the horns and give it everything a go. Totally. And I'm sure for the listeners listening right now, you all have experienced, uh, you know, exercise that you absolutely categorically never want to do again in your life. Mm. But I'm sure there will be experiences that you've had that you think, oh, I quite enjoyed that. Whether it would be like all the endorphins that you're getting from from doing it and how great you feel about your body or whether it is like we say, like the community aspect of meeting other people. What's your favorite exercise? Like, what do you enjoy doing? What do you do on a weekly basis? So, first of all, I love a home workout. That's mainly because, ironically, I'm one of the laziest people on this planet. So, I'm not having to worry about traveling or what to wear. Just rolling into my living room is a winner for me. Um, I then love cycling. So, I'm an ambassador for a cycling brand. And I think for that, that's my social thing. Like I enjoy group riding. I enjoy stopping for coffee, stopping for cake, having conversations about life and what everyone's been up to. And then I like running. Well, I like running. Running doesn't like me. (laughs) I'm the same. We're both doing couch to 5K at the minute. I I feel the exact same as you about running. I am like... I'm just not built like a runner at all. So like my friends, they'll share their like 5k times and I'm like, mine does not look anything like that. But like, I do, I do enjoy it. Like I really enjoy it. Like you say, but it doesn't like me. Like it's, it, I do find it quite hard sometimes. Um, but it's so good at clearing my head. Like it is a really, really, really good for my mental health, I find. But yeah, like you say, I'm not built like a runner. Race times and racing against anyone is just not for me. Not for me. But you've enjoyed it in lockdown, haven't you? You've been you've been doing the Yeah. yeah I've run half marathons, I've run ten Ks, five Ks, but I just got to the point where I had been studying and fitness was at the bottom of my pile or my own fitness, I was still teaching. And I know anyone who's tried running before and quit and then tried again, you know how hard it is. It takes no time at all to lose your fitness. Mm -hmm. And I I felt rather than jumping straight back in trying to run 5Ks and 10Ks and really demoralizing myself, I'll just start all the way from the beginning because why not? It's all about getting that consistency and building up slowly so that your body doesn't fight you basically. Um, so yeah, Couch to 5K has been winning for me. I just finished week three today, which is a miracle for me because I'm also really bad at following plans. So <laughs> I've done three runs a week for three weeks. Let's celebrate. Yeah, guys. Let's celebrate. yeah absolutely. So have you been doing anything different because of lockdown? Like obviously we're all forced pretty much to work out at home. We can't go to gyms and stuff like that. Has that really changed your routine or is it quite similar? Were you already working out at home and stuff? I think I was already working out at home, but what um, lockdown has forced me to do is to have a more well-rounded training plan, I guess, because before I would be 
not I wouldn't really have a goal to be honest I would just be doing anything that came up so I'd end up going to random classes at studios in London and then probably not even doing that much at home but actually having this time at home and not having to think about travel and think about all these other things that we normally do. I've managed to figure out what time I have available and put together a weekly plan. So Couch to 5K has helped with some structure. I think structure is the right word. Now I'm like, cool, I have to do three runs a week. I would like to do two bike rides a week, which are mostly indoors at the moment. And then do you know what? Anything else on top is a bonus. Mm-hmm. But so I try to do maybe one yoga class if I have the energy, maybe one hit class if I have the energy. But just taking taking off that stress, taking off that pressure, and just going all the way back to basics has been what's worked for me in yeah. lockdown. For me, I started off lockdown and actually I could see everyone going, oh, lockdown body, I want to come out of this looking amazing. And I really felt overwhelmed by that. And there was a lot of pressure that people were like piling on. And to be honest, I literally just shut it out. I was like, I'm not going to partake in that. But actually, since I've got towards the end of lockdown, I saw my dad started five, uh, couch to 5k. And I was like, oh my God. And I've previously done like 10k's with my dad just for fun. Like when we don't race or anything like that, like we just do it for, for fun. Um, and he had a dislocated shoulder and had to have an operation, you know, um, about a year ago. And so he was out of running and we haven't ran for maybe two years. And I saw that he'd started up couch to 5k and I was like, dad's running. And I'm just sat here drinking Prosecco and eating like takeaway Domino's pizza. Cause I'm so sad. I can't go out to eat. I was like, I need to get my like bum in gear. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do couch to 5k. I'm going to take it back up and I'm going to start to do that. And, and that really, really helps me. And I think I'm on week seven now. Um, but then this week I've actually found a personal trainer online, um, who is actually taking the social media world by storm. I would say, I don't know if you've heard of her, Courtney Black. Um, but she is doing like a 28 day transformation program. She has an app. Um, and there's um, like loads of people, like I put it on my stories on Instagram and within 10 minutes, 10 people who hadn't told me they were doing it are like, I'm doing it too. So I didn't realize, but loads of people seem to be doing it, um, which kind of makes it even more enjoyable because we're all kind of doing it at home, but you kind of feel safe in your own home, but we're all experiencing the same thing. It's weird because we're all doing the same workout. So I can pop off a workout that she's just done and it's gone live. And I can message my friend saying, how did you find that? Like that concept is weird because she's on the other side of the country. So I actually think like a lot has kind of changed in the fitness industry given lockdown. Would would you, have you experienced any changes at all with what you do? I would hundred percent agree. I think that that is one of the barriers that's being removed. Um, I did like some very unscientific research on my Facebook profile and asked people like why they why they would not go to a class, even if it's an online class, and just things came up like people felt they weren't fit enough and people felt like they wouldn't be able to keep up um, and they felt nervous. And those are the things that would stop people from actually walking out of their house and walking into a gym, especially a gym that focuses a lot on aesthetics and mm. focuses a lot on being like super hardcore like walking in and crawling out um so yeah i think like you said you still get the same or so very similar experience but in the comfort of your own home which removes that barrier and increases the chances of you trying new things you know working out with new people and just like you said you didn't even realize so that was my point about just talking to someone asking a question like you didn't know there were 10 other people in your circle doing the same thing until you spoke out and shared and everyone was like yeah me too yeah and that's actually really cool because 
they, you know, I'm not, it's not someone I've gone, oh, start it with me, start it with me. Like they've actually yeah. wanted to start it. And then now we're sharing what we want to do together. Um, and I think it's really, it's also really good because um, you kind of get that obviously like community feel but what she does is she she really emphasizes that it's not about the scales it's not about what the scales say and she she with this 28 day challenges she says take before and after pictures and just hold up a piece of paper saying the date on it and really compare what your body looks like from working out and doing all these exercises and it's not about the weight um and it's not about how much you weigh because actually if i look at how much i weigh you know if you do all the stats what's it called um bmi bmi I, you know, I'm scary because I'm short, like they're very close to overweight and obese. And that really, really scares me. So when everyone, some, someone tells me, oh, crashed, I would have to crash diet to try and lose that weight. And I don't, I think yeah. I wouldn't look like me anymore if I, if I were to lose that weight. So for me, a, a, someone that tells me that we should just look about how comfortable you feel in your body and how, look at how your body's in change and do you feel more confident? Already I've been doing it a week and I feel 10 times better. You know, I've put on an outfit I probably wouldn't wear usually just yeah. to feel ha like happier in it. So I think that's what exercising has got to be all about. And it's less about the losing weight and reaching a certain weight and, and all of that. What do you think about the weight loss side of the industry? I would definitely agree with you there. And I think that... Honestly, that's something that I've been learning a lot about recently. I um, I guess I was talking about it on Instagram recently and saying that I actually realized, lockdown made me realize the place of privilege that I was in as a fitness professional, as a woman who has predominantly been slim most of my life. It's meant, and I also worked in gyms that, you know, were very aesthetically focused, even though that was not always my focus. Um, and I think that meant that I only ever saw a certain person come to my classes and those people were, the majority were also mm. slim, very, very fit, up for anything crazy. The crazier, the better. And I actually hadn't realised how how important language was. Like, I don't know, just talking about burning, burning your meal off and earning mm. your food. Like, I've since learned how, how that is not the kind of language that I want to be sharing. I don't want to be encouraging people to to be to be losing weight drastically. Like you said, I want I want them to come to class, enjoy that class, enjoy moving their bodies, enjoy learning how strong they are, yeah. enjoy learning what their body can do and to be proud of that. And since lockdown, I was lucky enough to be chosen to work with a community called Two Fat to Run. So it's for plus size women um, the majority of them have been running, mm -hmm. but they also do lots of ex other exercise. And I've been curating like lots of um, classes for them throughout this whole lockdown. And it, that again has been a learning for me, like learning how different body types move and what certain body types can and can't do. Like again, I've been in that place of privilege where I can just jump down and do a burpee. But you mm. know, even a woman with a bigger chest or bigger yeah. hips or just you know, who's carrying weight that they might not want to be, it's harder on their body. So I've learned a lot about enjoying exercise for movement and mm -hmm. to promote that rather than promoting the weight loss side of things. So yes, probably if you exercise a lot and you eat really well, then there is a chance that you can lose weight. But I would rather that came as some sort of a side rather than being the focus yeah definitely and I think for me like when I have focused on the losing you know exercising loads and eating well 
actually the joy hasn't necessarily come from what I look in the mirror it's actually right. more come from how I feel inside and you know if I if the jeans I just feel a bit more comfortable in and you know if I just feel like a bit more confident in myself it's all inner work really that actually makes me feel good it's really not what I look like on the outside at all so so yeah I think there's definitely some benefits so so if you are a beginner right and well, I say beginner everyone's done sport in their life but if you are someone that is literally like, like, I don't want to use the phrase couch potato, but I guess they use it with couch to 5k, right? Someone who's really, really lacking in energy, they hate the gym, they hate exercising, but they want to really feel good. Like they want to, they want to experience sport and they want to start somewhere. What kind of things would you recommend they do to try and start finding out what it is that they're going to start enjoying in sport and just to feed a little bit of that into their life? So first of all, I would say that ironically, if you're feeling a lack of energy, that moving more will give you more energy. And I know it sounds stupid, and I even have to remind myself that sometimes when I feel super low energy, I'm like, come on, you know that you'll feel so great after like a 10-minute 10 10 workout. And it doesn't have to be super intense. Um, for everyone else who's like looking for, looking to find their first steps, I'd say get outside, just mm. put your shoes on, get walking. And even if you just walk around the block once, that's fine. Maybe the next time you walk around the block twice, then, you know, maybe your cousin, your sister, your aunt, the dog will come with you the next yeah. time. And then you might decide you might want to try running. You might meet someone like online on Facebook. You put, I've just moved for a walk and someone's like, oh, I love walking too. And then you go walk with someone else and you find new places to walk. And then just, just get talking. Just get talking mm. and find out what's local to you. Find out what your friends are doing. Find out what you can do to make new friends. Talking is definitely the way to go. Buy a hula hoop. That's another good one. You don't even have to leave the house. Yeah, hula hoop. I love that. <laughs> I'm hopeless at those. I thought I would be good. Like, given all the years of dance, I thought I'd be able to, like, you know, have those hips like Shakira. Definitely no. It's not me at all. But I love that. If you can do it, you know, I'm actually quite jealous of people who can, to be honest. <laughs> so on the flip side, if someone is, like, really, really, really enjoys fitness, right, and they are love it so much that they want to try and get into personal training or teaching or, or kind of making it their career, what kind of steps would you advice to them to kind of break into the industry and to, to make it their full-time job so the first thing i would say is 100 percent to check that this is an industry that you want to work in because loving fitness and loving your own workout is completely different to training other people and teaching classes i think you have to be you have to be selfless when you're the coach or the personal trainer like it's not your workout and um, you're going to use a lot of energy creating workouts for other people and delivering those workouts and then there's going to be sometimes very little energy left for you so I think that's the first thing that I would suggest someone really think about before they decide to fully make that change secondly I would say do some research about the industry especially around pay and around employment as in you will very unlikely be employees you will most likely be self-employed and that comes with a lot of risk and a lot of challenges but also a lot of upsides and positives so I think it depends on your personality if you can cope with the fact that you know sometimes 
you won't you just won't have the same amount of com- money coming in all the time and if your client decides that they can't afford you anymore like that will that will have an impact on your income so yeah research industry research like where you think you'd want to work go go and have a trial session there and as in as a customer and see how the environment feels and then after that research qualifications so it's quite a basic structure to become a fitness professional you do a level two which is either a gym instructor or a studio instructor so teach classes or help people out in the gym and then on top of that is a level three where you become a personal trainer so you can do one-to-one um training and then above that's very specialist like cancer cancer patients and bad backs etc mm-hmm. so yeah and it's also quite costly once you get to level three so I think I think one good way to test the waters is if you have the opportunity to slowly go into the fitness industry. So maybe start working part time or mm. drop down one day a week so that you still have that security should you decide not to go like full blown. Um, yeah, so research your research the qualifications, research the providers. You want to choose a provider that's reputable that's um, good value for money that you know you know someone or you've had good feedback on that provider and then yeah just get your friends involved start training all your friends or your family don't let them not be trained by you <laughs> don't let them not go to your classes and um, just let loose on them yeah I think it's a it's an industry that you are always learning in and it's so important to keep your skills and knowledge up to date um, and I even think if I if I had the time and budget, I would have a personal training myself because you do get to the stage where you spend so much of your time and energy creating fitness for other people that when it comes to your own fitness, it's like, oh, I can't be bothered to like yeah. create a whole plan for myself. So, yeah. Oh, no, I love that. And I think that was really good advice for people who are thinking about going into the industry and also really realistic to understand that, you know, it's not just about loving sport. There is so much behind that. And I think, you know, when we're young, when we're in school and we're like, I want to grow up to be this and that, we kind of think about it in a really idealistic way. And actually when we reach it and we see that lifestyle, it might not actually pan out in that way. And there's elements to it that are really, really different. So I think what you've shared there with, you know, explaining that, you know, you're most likely be self-employed and you know money might go up and down but if you're okay with that it's great and if you want to give to other people it's great like that just so helps people have a really good understanding of, of the kind of industry that they're walking into so so thank you for that um I wanted to ask you a few questions a little bit about your own 20s um you are in your 30s right now so thinking yes. back to, to to when you kind of entered adulthood do you remember any kind of funny stories that you had that you just were like, oh my God, this is just the biggest adulting disaster I've ever had? Like, is there anything that springs to mind? Um, not instantly, but I think it's so funny that in my 20s, we were talking about you know, the focus on weight loss. I look back now at pictures and there's that meme that's like, I wish I, wish I was as fat as I thought I was yeah. then. And I look back and I'm like, I am so skinny and my biggest goal was to lose weight. Like, how ridiculous is that? (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. I always see that that thing on Twitter and it just makes me laugh because I'm like, I look back at like 18 year old me, like when I was just first starting uni and I was like, why did I ever think like I was like, I needed to lose weight. No, I'm like twice the size now. 
No, definitely. I completely agree with that one. It's so true. And for the listeners that are listening right now, enjoy the body that you've got right now because it'll probably look totally different in 10 years time. So embrace it and love it right now. And don't keep wishing that you want to change it because your body is amazing for what it is right now. And trust me, you'll be that person looking back when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s thinking, why did I not enjoy the body that I had or like the body I had right now? So 100%. living proof. Yes. Absolutely. So is there anything in life that holds you back at all right now? Something that you're working through that you still think that you you want to be better at? You know, I know you mentioned that you you sometimes feel like you are lazy or lacking in energy and that's just kind of your personality. But is there anything else that you kind of think like, oh, I feel like I want to work on that in the next kind of year or so? I think I'd say the only thing that I know, well, probably not the only thing, but the main thing that I know that I should probably work on is my levels of procrastination. (laughs) I am the queen of procrastinating. Like, I love writing to-do lists. I love notebooks. I love all of that. And then it's a little bit disheartening when you've, like, finished a day and you've only crossed one thing off, especially when there has been time. And I think it's just finding that balance between knowing that you cannot be productive every second and every moment of every day, like, when I still love using a paper diary, by the way. Yeah, I'm me too. Obsessed with paper diaries, mm-hmm. and I have to remember that blank space in my diary doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to have the energy or the mindset to be doing something. So just like yes. learning to find that balance between what's a good and reasonable level of productivity, so that I can reach that, rather than trying to reach for the stars and then falling flat on my face and getting into a vicious cycle of not being as productive as I would like, so yeah. Yeah, that is so true for me as well. Like I see blank space and I'm like, oh, I can fill it with something, I can fit something else in there. And I'm like, no, I actually should like block it out with time to just relax. And you know, even yesterday, like there was, you know, I had not much to do in the evening. And I was like, oh, I just, you know, I should really be doing something. I need to be sort, I could do something for talk twenties. I could do something. And actually, do you know what I ended up doing? I made brownies and watched and binge watched This Is Us for like three episodes. That's the best evening I've had in a really, really long time. I think sometimes you just need to give yourself that time to just relax and just enjoy the things that you enjoy which for me is brownies and this is us. So, <laughs> today yeah. I am, I lead a five minute workout every Friday afternoon. And actually today I was like, I don't feel like working out. I just want to lie on the floor. So I subjected them to watching me lie on the floor for five minutes with some <laughs> relaxing music. And I was like, just find a place guys. It's, it's called meditation, right? That's <laughs> yeah. like, this is it five minutes of time but when do you when do you actually take that five minutes out because I know I definitely don't I don't just send spend ever spend five minutes just unless unless the sun is shining and I'm outside in some trying to sunbathe I I don't just spend five minutes like I'm always either on my phone watching something eating (laughs) writing to-do lists (laughs) you know I'm always doing something so actually I think that's a really good thing that you did today So I really wanted to ask who or what inspires you the most? So where do you get your inspiration from? Like, especially with your workouts and stuff like that, you're probably always having to think of like new ideas. Like, is there anyone that you kind of admire or or follow? So training-wise as a professional, I definitely get um, my inspiration from other fitness professionals. So like I said, it's really important to like keep going to classes yourself um, and to keep, 
learning how to deliver fitness in the best possible way to make it accessible. So I there are quite a few trainers. Some of them are on an app called Fit, and then I follow some on Instagram. Just because at the end of the day, there's nothing new in fitness, like exercise movement-wise to learn. Like a burpee is a burpee. Yeah. You can call it what you want. It's the same thing. But it's all about that, like bringing your own energy out in a positive way that attracts people. Um, in terms of like my own fitness and also to, as a fitness professional, I'm really inspired by by people that come to my sessions. Like I had one girl, she reached out to me. She was like, I really want to come to your class, but I'm so nervous. Like, I don't think I'm going to be fit enough. Like, are people going to be seeing me on their camera? And I was like, no, like everyone honestly is just looking at me and I can see you just so I can keep an eye on you and your form. And I think you're really going to love it. And she came and honestly, her form was beautiful. Like she was so good. And I was like, you had nothing to worry about. But that to me is so inspiring. Like she stepped out of her comfort zone. She made that first like move to message me and share how she was feeling. And then she did it. And now she's like pumped. She's like, yeah, I'm going to come to more classes. And I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. So yeah, that's where I get my energy, my inspiration from, my motivation to keep doing what I'm doing from, from everyone that gets up and gives something a go. So I like to end my podcast on my favorite question of all, which is what one piece of advice would you give to your 20 year old self? Oh my gosh, <laughs> one piece of advice. I would tell myself in my 20s not to worry about having to figure it all out. As hard as it is and was to not care about what anyone else thinks, um, eventually you'll get to that age. It could be in your 20s, it could be in your 30s, where you're just like, sod it. I'm going to do me and that's the best feeling in the world. So even if you're not there yet, know that that's coming mm-hmm. and it's a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think once you find that kind of, and for me, it's kind of, it's not been a switch. Like it's kind of been gradually. I've just started to feel yeah. more like, I don't care what people think sort of thing. But like, so true. When you first like hit your like, tw- like 20s, you think, oh my God, like, what does everyone think about this? What do I think about like that? And what are they, yeah. what are they going to say? And you're so right like that just kind of eases and and in it over time and there will come a point where you just don't give a crap (laughs) (laughs) i've absolutely loved chatting with you today it's been so good to chat about you know how we felt about pe when we were younger how we currently enjoy exercise at the moment and how it's not about weight and what we look like it's all all about how we feel so Thank you so much for engaging in that conversation with me. Um, I know I've really enjoyed it. And if you've enjoyed it too, please, please, please reach out and let us know what exercise you've been trying or what you've been loving um, and what you want to share with us. And, and let us know what you've experienced in lockdown. Has your has your exercise changed? Have, have you changed routines? And how have you been coping without going to the gym? If you are a gym goer, please let us know and, and tag us in, in anything you do share about this episode. But yeah, Elle, thank you so much. It's been great to have you on the podcast um thanks for having me and i can't wait to join one of your workouts soon yes you do so tell us where we can find you really quickly tell us where we can find you so you can find me on instagram at l linton e-w-l-e linton um then pretty much you can find me anywhere else as keep it simple so it's simple but with l at the end absolutely love it thanks again l and we'll catch you next time thanks
thank you bye-bye if you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast please let us know by sharing a picture on social media and tagging us too we are at talk 20s on instagram facebook twitter and pinterest we can't wait to hear from you